Cool. I'm going to... Actually, is there a way to... There might be a way to... Hey, did you do the uh, best consecutive album releases, by the way? Uh, I looked into it a little bit, but I didn't do a, a ton of research on it. Did you, uh, you want to roll roll it over? Did you do it? I mean, I have a couple answers off the top of my head, but I don't have like deep dives if that's what you're looking for. No deep dive for the game, bummer. Uh, I don't care. Up to you. We'll roll that one over because I'm curious to see what Greg pulls out of his ass. Is he uh hopping on today? I don't think he is. Okay, that's fine. Uh. Oh, how do I get that back? Okay, sorry, my bad. Uh, I'm sorry, stream. There we go. We'll do it like that. All right, hold on. Let me uh, let me just go ahead and check this. And I do have the chat room on in front of me. Let me give a quick looky look. Oh snap! The dude fucking. Okay. All right, let me uh, let me hear you check real quick, Gabe. Mic check. Are we coming through? Hold on. Got a little bit of a delay. Oh, ba ba ba. All right, you're good. Cool beans. All right. Uh, fucking shit, bro. I just got done streaming a little bit, trying to get back into it, you know. What'd you stream? I was doing Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Um, Cold War? No, no, no. That's not, uh, they're not doing the beta this weekend. Um, but I was doing the haunted at, Haunting at Verdansk event thing mm-hmm. that they got, they got going on. Having a having a decent amount of fun, having a decent decent amount of little fun. You know how that goes though. Oops, there's got to be a way to. That's fine. I'll just leave it like that. Um. All right, man. Are you ready to go? Born ready. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids Podcast, episode number 164. 164, crazy. Yep, and we are back on a chilly, cold night on the south side of Chicago, Illinois. I am your host, Jacob, of course, and I am joined by my uh, co-host extraordinaire. Hey, that's me. That is you. Welcome back, Gabe. Uh, It's been a couple weeks. Um, and I just wanted to get a show done. We have a pretty decent sized agenda. Uh, but before we get into that, obviously, we're going to do what we always do and just kind of follow up on how our, our uh, weeks have been. So how have you been, my friend? 
Good man, it's getting a little chilly out, so you know we gotta we gotta pack layers now and shit like that. But I'm digging this weather. I'm digging the kind of uh, the pumpkininess of everything. I got my dead ship's crew neck on with you know Satan seducing some woman. So oh, oh. you can say we're festive for a- sure. Absolutely, yeah, man. I love this weather. This is like my my shit. Um, if I could stay within like in, within this wheelhouse all year long, I'd be a happy happy man. But uh, yeah, man, it's kind of the same for me. Um, you know, working, working, working. They switched my schedule. Again, and uh, I'm Monday through Friday now, man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm hey, a, congrats. I, yeah, I'm a I'm a normal 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 human being again. I'm a real boy, but yeah, <laughs> uh, we're back to Monday through Friday life for now. I'm not counting my blessings so much to see that we are live on YouTube and on Twitch simultaneously. So hopefully this goes over well, and I won't have to add in an after the fact all that good stuff. Uh, and I'm excited to get started because, like I said, we do have a decent agenda. And let's just go ahead and get it cracking, man. So uh, one of the bigger things to come out over the last couple of weeks has been uh, the Spider-Man 3. We've gotten some information on Spider-Man 3. Obviously, this is the MCU Spider-Man 3. And we have uh, confirmation on uh, a couple individuals who will be joining the, the fray, so to speak. Uh, to open up, number one, uh, one of the more obvious ones is Benedict Cumberbatch. Apparently, he's going to be making an appearance uh in the new spider-man film uh and that just ties into some of the other more interesting surprising names to be included and that is uh toby mcguire and andrew garfield will be making an appearance in the spider-man film so i think it's safe to say um this particular spider-man film will be heavily influenced on the multiverse aspect of this because i think the whole phase of marvel will be multiverse heavy you know we open up with scarlet Witch's tv show and you know uh she she fiddles around with that a little bit as well uh also um been confirmed jamie fox will also be in this as electro so uh kind of kind of cool what do you think uh i'm excited you know me about the whole marvel thing at the moment but we've got an all-star cast lineup uh-huh. um you know, when you said that kind of the more obvious one, I was like, he's going to say Tom Holland and I'm going to yell at him. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> nah. yeah, man, it, it's it's working up to be something quite solid. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, man, because like I said, everybody's talking about how this phase of Marvel film will be heavily influenced on the multiverse. That's going to be a big, big thing moving forward into this next phase. And, um, you know, like I said, Benedict Cumberbatch kind of opens up those possibilities, you know, Um for the multiverse, multi-dimensional travel, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming he's going to factor in uh, quite big into um, this next generation. So kind of cool, kind of interesting, and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what they're going to do with it. With that being said, oh, let's man. let's keep it moving on. Dexter Returns. Have you watched Dexter? Uh, no, I have not. Me either. Um, but I know it's a very, very popular TV show. It's kind of right up our alley. I don't know how either of us, neither of us have gotten to it yet, so I think that's kind of funny. Uh, mm-hmm. But apparently it is returning. It's been out, out, out of commission for quite some time, and uh, people are quite excited uh, to get it back. And, uh, yeah, so Dexter is making its return to TV as well, and I know people are quite hyped about it, hyped on it, and I think it might be a good time for both of us collectively as a, as a show to hop on that bandwagon and maybe get caught up. What do you think? Yeah, not a bad idea at all. I know the series is on Netflix, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. 
yes, indeed. Um, and, and you're absolutely right. It is totally up our alley, but we've just both been so damn ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> that's I think that's the best way to describe that ignorant, ignorant, ignorant. But yeah, uh, so we'll definitely check it out. Like you said, I believe it is on Netflix as well. So um, maybe we'll we'll get caught up and do some reviewing along the way. We'll see. Next up, cool, cool, cool. flying through uh, movies, TVs, and books, uh, I actually have a little bit to say about this one, Monster Hunter. So Monster Hunter is actually a video game, as you know, uh, quite a popular one, Capcom's uh, one of their big, bigger IPs, and um, they're doing a movie, okay? Uh, I don't know if you've seen, have you seen the trailer on this at all, by chance? I've seen snippets here and there, but uh, you know me in trailers. Sure, correct, correct. So uh, Mila Jovovich, that's, I think that's how you pronounce her last name, uh, is going to be in this film. And for those who are not aware, uh, Mila Jovovich is the lady who basically starred in all of the Resident Evil films. Mm-hmm. So basically, uh, they're taking, they from what they showed us in the trailer, they're taking a quote-unquote real world approach on this so as opposed to um you know us kind of just being dropped in in the monster monster hunter world they're going to open up with soldiers in a real world scenario and i guess some way somehow they portal into the, the monster hunter world and uh mila jovovich is going to ruin another gaming franchise movie <laughs> adaptation so um i didn't look great in my opinion, uh, just to further drive home how kind of crazy and ridiculous and full circle we've gotten, uh, Paul Paul Anderson, who also directed the Mortal Kombat live adaptation, uh, is going to be directing this film as well. And I'm just wondering, uh, why did we make this choice? <laughs> you know, um, why the director? Why the actress? And I don't know why we felt the need to kind of include, include like a like a real life kind of a, a feel to it. I think the Monster Hunter universe is interesting enough as is, and we don't need to add all the extra bullshit. But I think the, the the thing that's happening is that people are trying to make stuff like gritty, right? And I feel like the cheapest way to do that is to kind of create that like um that like connection between like oh our fantasy world and the real world there's a lot of coinky dinks here going on you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i feel like that's kind of the cheap way out but um i mean I, this is just another one of those things where it's like a lot of people had to check this off and it's kind of like nobody nobody said anything really yeah all the way up even with the director choice <laughs> yeah yeah man because I, I, apparently oh boy does a phenomenal job at specializing doing shite like live action adaptations. <laughs> yeah, uh I was a little stunned by the, the just the choices overall. Like I said, I think you you could drop uh drop us into the Monster Hunter world and have it be plenty of intriguing on its own. Um and I know that they're going to have a lot of homages to like the monsters within. Um so that's good. I mean, at least they're being honest with that. But um I don't know, man. I just I don't understand a lot of the creative choices that they've made with this. So uh, you, you want to know why? Because there was no creative choices that happened. It's all money, <laughs> monetary choices, my friend. I mean, yeah, I don't want to totally shit on it, even though I feel like we are, but you kind of reap what you sow when it comes to this, you know, because it's like, like, we're not part of the monster hunter community, right? No, but it's like, if I asked somebody who was, would they say like, yes, this is what we all wanted. 
Yeah, I, I saw I saw some pretty big blowback on the internet because uh, it is a, it is a game I want to get into. I know they dropped uh, some big de- bigger DLC recently, and I think that they say that this particular game is kind of wrapped up as far as like storyline. And I'm like, well, maybe I'll jump in and get the full experience. You know, I thought about it. Uh, especially with the movie coming out, I'm like, wow, it might be a good time. And I think they have a, a title coming out on Switch. We'll talk about that in a minute. And um, I was like, well, maybe it would be a good time to jump in. And uh, the trailer kind of poo-pooed a lot of people's expectations. I honestly didn't even know that they were doing it. I hadn't heard anything about a Monster Hunter movie. So it kind of surprised me. But granted, like you said, we're not exactly in the community. So maybe that's why. But I don't know, man. I just It doesn't look great. And I'm, it kind of bums me out. Like yeah, let me just get a Luigi's Mansion movie at this point, right? Hey, hey, man, don't 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 be uh don't be dissing Luigi's Mansion. We'll talk about. No, I'm that. not saying nothing. <laughs> yeah. But um, let me get like Ryan Reynolds as Luigi. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. See, uh, I've already created a much better movie than Monster Hunter's f- going to let's, be. Let's get Danny DeVito as Luigi. That'd be fun. Uh, Danny DeVito as Wario. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> See, bro, I need to be on a creative writing team right here. Yeah, and just throw shit at the wall, and everybody's like, hey, that's a good idea. You're like, yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we'll see. I, I don't know. Maybe we'll, hey, we'll check re- it out. Really quick, really quick segue. Do you know what Chris Forston once told me? What did he tell you? He told me that, well, when you throw shit at the wall, something's bound to stick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's true, I guess, to a certain extent. Uh, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I guess we'll have to wait and see uh and also i know also kind of interesting toho is is behind this as well like toho is 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 producing this film and you know toho obviously does like the godzillas and the fucking you know rodans and yeah, all those things it does world. feel like another like monster movie right like another kaiju ass film exactly and i think i, I think that's kind of the angle they should have taken <laughs> you know with it as opposed to dropping uh ti and mila jovich in a desert somewhere i don't know well you know mila Djokovic has enough experience fighting big cgi things so i think she'll do okay. this this is true it's not her that i'm worried about yeah i guess i don't know i guess we'll have to wait and see but yeah uh kind of cool and uh I, i'm i'm semi-interested also semi-terrified of what they're going to be doing with this but i guess we'll have to wait and see on that uh, speaking Ooh, of oops. gaming adaptations uh some i guess stills uh from the set of the uncharted film Tom Holland officially going to be playing Nathan Drake and people took a fucking dump <laughs> on this. Uh, they took a huge poo poo on Nathan Drake. But like Tom Holland, why though? I have no idea. I, I saw some people say it's on along the lines of some bad cosplay and I didn't exactly see that, you know, um, I think I think he looks the part. I think so too. Now, my only thing is, I know he's a he's a hell of an actor, obviously, uh, but uh, does he have that kind of darker sarcasm that Drake has? I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see. But um, he looked good. I don't get the whole bad class bay thing. The dude's wearing jeans and a fucking, you know what I mean, and a long sleeve t shirt. I don't really see the bad cosplay. Uh, literally me yeah the the the, that criticism i didn't really understand that but i'm interested Uh, i'm a big big fan of the the series and tom holland so i think he could pull it off people say nathan fillion i'm like the dude's too old to to pull that off you know there's a certain physical charisma that you have to you have to have with for this film and man uh, you put some makeup on fillion he'd make a fun max Payne. Now we're see now we're thinking like that's that that's better you know like uh, I don't get it but it especially is especially like Max Payne three yeah for sure 
That's good. Get some good shit, man. See, bro, I'm just cranking out like A-list movies. Yes, you you are uh, you are Wonderkin on, on that regard. But uh, yeah, I, I didn't get the criticism. I guess we'll have to wait I mean, and see. Get, give him a shot, man. Same thing as the Joker story. Somebody plays a role for so long, and you're like, oh, well, they can't do anything else. It's like, well, no. I'm sure they want to do something else, but everybody's just so stuck in their ways. It's hard to get out of that trench. Speaking of which, I forgot to throw this on here. Uh, I guess they're doing a Justice League 2, like we needed it. And they went back. Leto's to, coming back. Yeah, they went back to casting Leto on that. <sighs> you know? Fuck, man. I thought, have we, did we not learn? Did we not learn enough from our mistakes? Uh, Especially after, like, Joaquin Phoenix's you know joker like um okay cool well i think we i think even he said that he wasn't planning on coming back again to play the the role but right but i'm saying that follow-up yeah i don't don't. right because everybody was kind of relieved when we got the joker 2019 they're like oh we don't have to deal with jared leto anymore but now it's like well psych yeah where he is back and I thought he had didn't didn't we report and I, it was reported elsewhere that he had some bad blood with the guys behind behind these movies just because he wasn't even considered for that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know their dynamic, but I, I mean, shit, man, he he's probably excited to reprise that role. I I don't know why, but yeah, I guess <laughs> you know I came with a lot of criticism and he's he didn't necessarily knock it out of the park. You know, so I don't know. Right. Uh, Justice League, but it's a Wes Anderson movie. <laughs> That's right. I don't know, man. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Moving along to gaming. Rainbow Six. Some Rainbow Six news. Tachanka, our lord and savior, finally, after years of memeing, has got his rework. And uh, is it live now? I think it might be live now, isn't it? Uh, you know, I haven't booted the game up in forever, but I believe so. Yeah, I, I believe it's live, and he has had some major changes. You want to discuss some of those? Uh, okay. So it is live as of the seventh of October. Okay. It is available on all platforms. Cool. And uh, so I actually have to look this up because I didn't actually watch the. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> Fuck me, man. Well, I know a couple of changes. They made his MG uh, like a weapon, like a selectable weapon now. I know that. Um, and he is gone with the turret. Those turret days are officially over with, from what I understand. Uh, obviously, that's kind of a big deal. So now and he has a grenade launcher by the looks of it. And yeah, his new, his new gadget is this grenade launcher, which basically makes him like an entry denial op, which I guess technically... That's what he was, right? What was his purpose? Yeah, yeah I, th- I think that's technically what he was. Um, and he has like a like fire grenade launchers now. And from what I understand, people are saying he is quite the selection now, and uh, not just for memeing purposes, but for actually being a legitimate choice. Um, uh, can we get a Capital rework next, please? People like Capital as, as is though. That's the thing. People, mm, it's one of those weird culty following operators. Yeah, he he's kind of valued in the, in like a legitimate way, not kind of like the memeing way, like the Lord and Savior was. But uh, people like Capital as is. Uh, so I, I don't know if that would be uh, the best selection for a, re- a rework. Who do you think's next? Who 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 deserves a rework now? Uh, let me pull up all the, the operators. Yeah, because I I need to like see them. Okay. Um, it needs to be somebody from like year one. Somebody early, yeah. Maybe like a frost rework, maybe. 
um maybe change interesting change up her trap a little bit um because i don't know because it's like because my, it, my money's still on capital though it, it wouldn't be a bad choice you're probably right but i can see frost happening just because everybody kind of i don't think people really go down due to frost traps anymore you know yeah especially with the verticality of the game where we have fucking ops who could jump through fucking holes now and shit you know what i mean yeah fun, a fun little um i guess modification would be allowed to put frost traps on walls something like that yeah that'd be kind of cool yeah just something kooky above doorways or something like that and they have nose and they get slapped in the face like the hand fuck it make it the hand from jackass you know just having, <laughs> you having just knock people out fucking with when they walk through doorways and shit just how about we we just rework buck and just bring that recoil just down a little bit well yeah his gadget's fucking perfect you know other than just changing up the recoil a little bit he's flawless yeah um you know kind of looking at who's out at the moment i i don't think anybody seriously needs a rework because tachanka was like the one right like he aged yeah. the worst correct yes. out of all of them but i'm gonna stick by capital man if he has a following he has a following that's fine but like if we're being honest here he's not a solid competitive pick yeah i guess you're right but uh yeah so that's kind of cool and i'm glad that that Chanka got that got that rework he's kind of like a wall demolisher now and uh like you said entry denial which was his original purpose just kind of Done a little bit differently, and like I said, no, seems to be seems to be viable. So good for him. It's like um, it's like when you know you own a PlayStation for a couple of years and they update like the home screen. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Same feel, new newness though. Absolutely, pretty pretty cool. Speaking about PlayStations, um, so a video was was released on how to change the positions of the PlayStation mm-hmm. Five. Have you seen this? I have, yes. Um, and so, by the looks of the video, it appears that those side panels, the white ones, are very easily removable. So mm-hmm. you know what that means, right? Customizable. Yep. Uh, whether that be wrapped, whether that be custom laser etched, woodwork, you name it, I I got big money on that there's going to be a massive aftermarket mm-hmm. community and a following for custom PlayStation panels. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I can already see the twenty nine ninety nine fucking Amazon cheap plastic ones that Absolutely. like melt absolutely i could see that happening also another thing to note about this video because it revealed the size of this console this thing is fucking massive oh yeah it, uh, it's it looks like the original ps3 ate the original ps4 exactly the thing is fucking huge and i don't know if it's just a small man <laughs> or the fact that the, the thing is actually massive um so that i thought that was kind of interesting apparently it's very very quiet too um, I guess we'll have to wait and see, but I think as time moves on, I think the fans naturally get louder. So uh, yeah, I was about to say my PlayStation Four started making noise. Yeah, recently. My, mine sounds like a goddamn jet turbine. So I wonder uh, if it's just dust in the fans that's causing that bearing to like rattle. I'd imagine something like that. You know, um, might be time to crack it open. Yeah, take take a look in the inside of it. Um, but so yeah, it's it's pretty quiet. It's very large. Um, and yeah, being able to change the orientation on your desk. Kind of a nice little feature. I think it requires a little bit more brain work than it probably should have. Just make it like they've always had and just allow it to be laid flat any direction. But, you know, whatever. Did you see that Microsoft clap back with a little diagram on how to change the orientation? Yeah, you just just push it over. (laughs) You know? Well, it's funny because PlayStation did that in the last gen, right? They did. Like how to share a PlayStation 4 game and it's like here. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Absolutely. Hey man, gotta love that, uh, gotta love that friendly competition, right? Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, like you said, uh, kind of a clapback, kind of funny. Um, but, yeah, man. So it, it is getting closer. It is next month. I still don't have a hands on one. And at this point, I've kind of committed or accepted defeat 
on that, and I don't think I'll be getting one until the next year at some point. Yeah, I was going to say, wait till the new year. Wait till things calm down. Wait till, like, the day zero patches drop and stuff, because mm-hmm. the last thing you want is spend, you know, five, six hundred bucks on this thing. And then, like, day one, all the servers are down, nothing mm-hmm. works. It's just a total shit show. And at this point, I'm the mean Adriana, because obviously I'll talk, I'll talk about this next, but I bought a Switch. Uh, but with that being, like, basically all the things that are going to be available day one is either games that I'm not super interested in, like Sackboy. Like, it looks like it's cute and fun, but I'm not going to, you know, it's not something I'm going to invest a whole lot of time into. And P- PlayStation 4 games. And if I want to play PlayStation 4 games, I have a PlayStation 4. You know what I mean? So um not really super necessary at the moment um but yeah you know but from what i heard i I saw an article earlier today that apparently they've had another wave of canceling pre-orders a whole new wave of canceling pre-orders so more pre-orders continue to get canceled as time rolls on uh and i think it's kind of interesting so finally you know it is what it is so with that being said uh like i said i have finally committed gabe <laughs> I, oh, I have, congratulations first yeah. and foremost. I finally, finally, finally got my switch. Finally, finally, and uh, so far, I am pretty impressed with the thing. You know, uh, I think it's, it's kinda, cute. It's it's very, very cute. Very, very interesting. Uh, I opted in getting to Luigi's Mansion. I figured, and uh, you mentioned it. Uh, when I get done with Luigi's Mansion, you and I just swap off. You you would take Luigi's Mansion. I'll just take Breath of the Wild, and we'll share. You know absolutely and um yeah it's very very cool uh i have to get a screen protector i know that's kind of a, a big deal uh i got a memory card already uh from what i saw it wasn't exactly necessary if you only have one game right now but i figure down the road you never know and my wife loves it so uh, it's fun yeah, yeah. Uh, like i said about an hour and a half and two hours into luigi's mansion i'm having an absolute blast i love the character love luigi love the game uh, it's very, very fun, very cute. They got some puzzle action going on in there, and I don't know. If, uh, I'm not exactly the the largest puzzle person in the world, so having like Adriana like watch me, she's like, "Oh, do that." I'm like, "Oh, that makes sense." You know, it's it's kind of a, a, a neat little thing, and uh, I plan on having like a full blown um, Luigi's Mansion review when I finish it. But so far, so good, man. Moving along, having fun with it. Uh, good copy. And it looks um, fun. I will say, if you're going to be taking that thing to work with you, mm-hmm. um, get a grip. Mm-hmm. Like literally like a switch grip because mm-hmm. the ergonomics on those things are phenomenal, especially if you're going to be playing it like handheld. Yeah, I got you for sure. Yeah, that's probably something that I'll have to look into. I'm not, I'm not super crazy about like the remote quote unquote that they ha- give give with the, the console. Uh, I'm not super stoked on that. So I'm thinking maybe down the road I'll get like a pro remote, but not super necessary at the moment. And yeah. um, there's, there's very few things that are like necessary to get you off the ground with that thing, which is nice. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I'm looking at other games to play. So if anybody out uh, there, Stardew Valley, Stardew Valley, you said, yeah, it's a farming simulator and I know it sounds super boring, but that thing will suck you in, bro. I had 40 hours in like two, three weeks on that thing. Easy. Yeah, for sure. I was thinking about even animal crossing, but I know that game will like take over your life if you allow it to. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, same, same kind of uh, premise. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm looking for, I'm excited. Uh, I haven't owned, actually owned a Nintendo console since the N64. So this is like 25 years in the making of me finally getting a Nintendo console. Cause I didn't even, yeah, man, cause I didn't even own the Wii. Like my sister, it was my sister's Wii. It wasn't mine. So, um, yeah, it's kind of, kind of cool. Welcome back to Nintendo, I guess. Right. And I'm excited. Hell yeah. I'm excited to get a, my hands on a Castlevania or a, a Metroid at some point in time. Star Fox, maybe we'll see. Fuck yeah. Keep it moving. All righty. So. 
Mortal Kombat 11 just refuses to die. Uh, they have, <laughs> they have announced a new expansion, uh, which makes me glad I didn't buy the last one. Uh, this one is called Ultimate. So it's Ultimate Mortal Kombat 11 or Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate. I don't know why they're fucking doing that. But um, so, yeah, they have uh, dropping three new characters with this. Uh, Rain makes his long awaited return to the the franchise. Melina, uh, who we barely missed. And Rambo. John Rambo is in this. Um, so I think that's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, so... Solid selection across the board. Absolutely. I got no complaints. Absolutely. I don't know any other gameplay adjustments they've made to the game. Because, you know, when it, with uh, with the last Aftermath or whatever, they seem to have like a, uh, you know... Uh, like some gameplay changes as well as some like levels and fatalities and stuff that they added to to it. I don't know as far as that stuff goes um, if they've added along all the way, but um, yeah, Ultimate is uh, is back. The Ultimate name, I think that's kind of a, a, a neat little thing. And my question is, is it, my question is, is it done? Are they done with no. it, or are they going to continue to add content to this game? Is the question. I think maybe in regards to big stuff, we might be coming to a close here. But you know, damn well they're going to update small stuff here and there, new costumes, new pieces, mm-hmm. maybe a handful of new moves and fatalities for sure. But um, overall, I feel like this Mortal Kombat has been very well like maintained. You mm-hmm. know, say what you will about the pricing and stuff, but the yeah. community has been keeping up with it. Ed mm-hmm. Boon's been very active on Twitter in regards mm-hmm. to this stuff. Yeah, and we didn't see that sort of same. Um, like developer, I guess, love with 10, right? Yeah, not with 10 and definitely not with Injustice either. Like once the year was up, they were on to the next. It new- was goodbye. Yeah, they were on to the next thing. Uh, but and, I think- and don't get me wrong here. Like I still play MKX. Like that is my preferred Mortal Kombat, but mm-hmm. it is to be noted that they are putting in a lot of love and effort. For sure, absolutely. I think they had mentioned that prior to the, re- the release of the game that they wanted it to last a little bit longer, and this was like their way of doing that. Uh and yeah, it's porting over to the next gen. They've already talked about it. Uh, there's going to be cross-play, cross-generational gameplay between the two. So that's kind of a cool thing. Uh, kind of like the future of gaming is cross-generational, cross, uh, cross-platform cross gaming. Cross-platform. Yep. It's, it's kind of cool. And um, we'll have to wait and see. You know, um, I'm probably not going to buy it um, just due to the fact that I'm a little salty about the whole pricing situation. That's my right um so yeah man wait two years it'll be 20 bucks in the bargain bin for that, all the dlc and everything that that's that's my that's my thing I'm, I'm pulling a gabe on this one i'm refusing to to, to die hey man in. listen i got mkx the final ultimate world combat x three different times and the last two times it was like four or five bucks a piece i got it for myself and i got it for greg yeah for sure so you know it is what it is uh we'll have to wait and see what happens along the line like you said maybe just wait for the the, the complete collection that I'm sure will be out at some point. I don't know. I just, I, I don't, I'm not particularly fond of how they did it this time around. I, I was a big fan of the last, the last game and how they did it. This one, not so I much. feel like if NRS is going to continue this trend of like, you know, fucking grave digging or wallets, mm-hmm. it should just be like an annual thing. And whenever a new NRS game comes out, you get like a sweet discount. Yeah, or something like that, man. Like the 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 fact that I I as a game one day one player, like I should get some kind of discount for this shit. You know At least mean? on the DLCs, right? Yeah, something, something or other. I don't I don't know, but I'm, I'm inclined to believe that it's probably not NRS making those decisions. No, it's, it's WB. Yeah, but still though, like how many times have you rebought MK one, two, and three over the years? Right. Mm-hmm. 
this like is, dozens yeah right that's at true. least yep and it's like especially like dude there should be some sort of thing where you register your account on like the nrs website and enter your product code like hey i bought this brand new day one and then you get a couple bucks off the fucking dlcs or some shit even small stuff right or like yeah. an exclusive like a day one skin yeah something like that man i don't know man but um not particularly fond of how they've handled it but I haven't really played a ton of the game either, so I guess this this DLC isn't built for me, you know? Uh, it's built for people who have been, like, heavily active. I'm with you. I think I've kind of switched my tone on it. Uh, I, I'm inclined to believe that X has, was my favorite probably of all time, and um, I like 11. Like I said, they did a good job with it, but I'm, I think I'm in the same boat as you. I think it's, it's going to be my go-to Mortal Kombat moving forward is going to be X because I miss it, yeah, man. man. We had so much fun. It was so much fun to clear a room back in the day, and I need to get back into it. So There's something to be said about how well-balanced Eleven is and how, I guess, intricate and like subtle a lot of these moves are and stuff and kind of how the background shit plays into everything. But yep. in the same vein, man, Modern Warfare 2 worked because everything was overpowered, just like how in Mortal Kombat X everything works because everybody's stupid, flashy, overpowered. Yep, this is true. Uh, so I guess we'll have to wait and see uh, how the game progresses, and we'll keep obviously keep you updated, being fans of the of the franchise. So it is what it is. Next up, <laughs> this is I, I guess something to say Speaking about Call of Duty. Yeah, next up, Black Ops Cold War Beta. So we've had two weekends of this, and I wanted to talk about it because I am tremendously disappointed. <laughs> okay. Yeah, dude. So. I am the biggest proponent of Treyarch as a developer for these Call of Duty games, right? Now, the last couple have not been my favorite, right? I was not crazy about Black Ops 4. Uh, I li- I liked Black Ops 3 too, in my opinion, is the greatest Call of Duty of all time. So, we've had a good mix there. Uh, and I was looking forward to this, okay? I was looking forward to how, how this game looked, how, it fi- uh, how I was hoping it was going to feel. Uh, but there's just something about it that just does not feel right to me. And this is, again, a guy who is tremendously familiar with the Treyarch engine and how it feels. I just, it is a beta, and I want to give it too much shit. Like, I didn't give it too much shit during the alpha because it just fell off. But now we're getting closer to the release of this thing. And I'm inclined to believe that this is about as close as it's going to feel to release as it felt during this last beta. And I'm not impressed. Uh, there's just something feels tremendously off about it. I don't know if it's because maybe they took a more quote unquote arcadey approach to it. Uh, but I feel like you should not be able to slide across the whole entire map. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, that thing is ridiculous. The weapons need some serious balancing. If you're using AR, you're doing it wrong. You need to be using an SMG because you will win every gunfight you have if you're running it, playing using an SMG. And, um, not digging it so far and i'm not i'm at the point where if i do get it it will be for the story and for the zombies which is the probably the first time in the history of call of duty that if i buy the game it's for the campaign above among everything else so above everything else rather uh not crazy about it not liking it a whole lot with that being said they did drop like a new game type a new game mode type and it's called it was called Fire Squad, I think, where it is ten four it is ten teams of four fighting over various objectives on the map. I thought that was cool. 
Um, and they kind of behave similar to like Warzone in that regard, where like you can get down and your teammates can pick you up. Uh, but I think there's too big of a delay between when you get killed and when you respond back in. And I think they're doing that for balancing purposes. Um, but like if your whole squad gets wiped, you and that whole squad are off the map for 20 seconds. That is an eternity in Call of Duty time. So um, I hope maybe make some adjustments on that. But like I said, not overly optimistic on this. And I think it looks pretty ugly so far. And uh, I don't know what to think. You have, you, have you had any hands on with this or have you heard anything about it? Gabe? Nope. You know my policy. True. Uh, and you said it. I think when I played the alpha, you're like, well, when, you know, with with war, uh, modern warfare being so good, it's going to be kind of hard to make the switch. They are not helping their cause <laughs> with, with the beta, and um, yeah, man, I don't know. It's kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of scary going into this this next uh, chapter of the Call of Duty franchise. I guess we'll have to. Hey, man, see. if you peak, the only way you can go is down. Yeah, this is true. So um, I don't know, man. With that being said. Uh, Modern Warfare continues to pump out content. Haunting of Verdansk. They have dropped uh, some cool DLC as far as skins. They have Leatherface and uh, Jigsaw from Saw in there now. And they have this new version of the Battle Royale, uh, which is like a zombie royale kind of a situation. So a little bit of zombies mixed in there, except the zombies are player controlled. You get downed. You get to come back as a zombie. You kill... Uh, you kill two humans, you get to come back in and respawn. So instead of a gulag, uh, you get to be a zombie and kill people instead. All right. So uh, I played it. It's fun. They have jump scares in it, which I hate. <laughs> it legitimately scared the shit out of me the other day. Uh, but yeah, so far, so cool. And uh, I like it. And I was playing a little bit on stream uh, a little bit well, a while ago. Um, and yeah, it was, it was kind of cool. So definitely check it out if you have the chance. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, moving on to music news and reviews. Absolutely fucking stacked this week. This yep. isn't even everything. We had to leave some stuff off that we'll mm-hmm. roll over to the next show. Yep. Um, I want to open up with kind of some big news because we are in the roaring 20s, right? Oh, my um, God. So Attack Attack 2 Stick Stickly Boogaloo. Um, they announced that they're back. Um, uh, now, let me give you some. Um, I'm sure you've kept up with it to some extent, mm-hmm. but um, Caleb Shoma posted on his Instagram. Uh, a picture that simply said to answer everybody's question, no. So Caleb Shemo is not back. And then <laughs> and then Wendy's Twitter came in, right? Oh, man, here we go. And they're like, so who's even in the fucking band anymore, right? <laughs> and Attack Attack goes, um, they're like, I don't know, I think uh, Franzilla might have something to say about that. Wait, like, what? Chris, Chris Franz from Attila might have something to say about that. So wait, 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 this week, this week, <laughs> Wednesday morning. And so for a couple of days, everybody thought the Franz was going to be an attack attack before attack attack was finally like, no, we're just playing. But it was fun, right? <laughs> okay. okay. So um, they're coming back. I'm curious to see what they're going to sound like now, if they're going to stick with the crab core vibes. Um, I don't know, man. I think it's time. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Caleb not being in there is a big deal. Uh, and I, from what I heard, I don't think Johnny's going to be back either. No, so, no, no, no. So basically, so basically, it's the worst form of Attack Attack returning. So my question is, 
why <laughs> you know i mean i don't know um because they weren't uh, exactly firing on all cylinders after those two guys left get uh get chris from under oath to do fucking uh keyboard and sense no <laughs> he said no no let's not do that because i'd much rather him work on other under oath projects than waste his time i'll, I'll tell you this i'm not upset that time. they're back um i'm actually kind of excited i'll give it a fair shot right sure. um we got to wait three more years until the chariot comes back. And when that happens, you will not see me. Yeah. <laughs> you're just going to die. Yeah. You're going to have to bury me. Uh-huh. You're going to be one of my pallbearers. Sweet. Talk about he went out the same way he came in swinging and covered in blood. blood. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. For <laughs> sure. But yeah, I thought, I thought that was kind of interesting. They even dropped like a new logo, which yeah. like with me, like when you said that they were, when I heard that they were coming back, I'm like, well, maybe like a reunion tour or something like that. But with the new logo and stuff, it makes you to believe that it's going to be all new stuff that they're going to be dropping, you know. So, um, you know my opinion. Uh, I'm not yeah. not huge on them. I thought they were one of the worst eras of the scene, but sure, but uh, important nonetheless. But whether yes, you like them yes, or not. that that was where I was going. They they were an important an important step in the evolution of 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 the scene, and they're a very very large act that everybody copied. So uh, you can't really blame them for being so influential that's not their fault right so copy that um yeah kind of kind of interesting like you said like i said we'll see i don't know (laughs) speaking about things making a comeback a band called in spirit dropped a song called fold for all those who don't know for the few and far between uh in spirit is a collection of former vanna members Yes, um, for some people, some people consider it one of the best eras of Vanna. This curses the curses era of the band. Basically, the original lineup uh, that you know that they came out with. Uh, so it's Chris Pierce, Chris Pri- Sean DeMarquis, Chris Priest, Priest. Yeah, excuse me, Sean, uh, Nick, uh, Brandon, and Evan are all back, returning, and uh, they dropped a music video for the song "Fold," which was that little snippet that we received. Um, a couple of weeks ago, and I think when it came out, I think I probably listened to it about forty times in a row, um, because I fucking love it. I love everything about it. It's a, it's exactly the sound that I need in my life, my life right now. And a lot of the lyrics, I mean, it makes you feel like, man, maybe maybe we should have kept it this way. You know what I mean? Um, not saying that, um. You know that 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 Vanna everything they did after the fact wasn't good. In my opinion, some of it was better, uh, but there was some great nostalgic, tummy warming feeling with the song. And Absolutely, I, and you know, Davy Muse as the Vanna vocalist was kind of controversial all the way up until the end because yes. you had hardcore old school Vanna fans that were like, "No, absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> not yeah. my Vanna frontman." Even what like as arguably they were their most popular during the void void you know era all hell era but like you said you could look at the comments of the videos and be like well i still miss evan i still miss chris and uh i get that because like i said i'm a fan of all eras of vanna um and i get it you know for sure but with this being here i think it's the closest thing that we're gonna get to uh vanna kind of quote unquote reforming and uh I absolutely I love it. They dropped some merch and I bought that with the quickness. Oh, f- phenomenal looking merch. Absolutely, absolutely. I was genuinely surprised that a, a I don't want to call them a freshman band because they're all seasoned vets at <laughs> this sure. point. Yeah, but a, you know they put some serious time and love into 
that merch design mm-hmm. and uh it's gonna be quality for uh, sure absolutely so i'm waiting for that to get here i think they said november they're gonna because this was kind of pre-order kind of a situation and it's going to be a full ap to come soon and uh, i am heavily looking forward to this uh because that chorus is just a thing of beauty man they they know yeah, so they know how to write a fucking chorus all of the uh curses era vanna fans i guess you can say that they're back in spirit Ha ha! He he's he's right though, for real. Uh, please, if you if you've ever been a fan of Vanna at any point in time, please check this out. Um, they're a band that's incredibly important to me, and uh, I I literally shed a tear when they when they split. And um, I hope, yeah, I was there. Yeah, you were ventilating. I was. Yep. And I uh, I hope that this is successful, so we could kind of hopefully see them return uh, to at least play a couple of shows live, man. Because I'm gonna be front row and center for that, and. Um, yeah, man, I, I'm looking forward to this. Hopefully, that AP smacks. I have, I have no doubt in my mind that it will, and I, I was absolutely in love with it. So please check it out. It's wonderful. The video is well done. It felt authentic. And one thing that I would note is that they look tremendously happy. You know what I mean? They look like yeah. they're having a shit ton of fun, which is what they need to do. At especially at this point in their lives, you know, these guys are all dads. I think all of them are, are are dads. You know, they need to be doing this for fun at the very least. You know, so. Please check it out. Love, love, love. And like Gabe said, Vanna is back in spirit. Speaking about some of Jake's favorite bands, Architects released a new single called Animals this week. Have you listened to it? I have. Um, okay, so let's get this out of the way. Uh, um, it's <laughs> clean. It's clean yes, it is. all the way through. Yes, it is. Um, I like it. Yeah, me too, bro. Honestly. Um, now, the thing about the the Architects is that they are... Uh, pioneers. They are, yeah, they are pioneers. They are trendsetters. And they could do whatever the fuck they want because... They- They've really reached like bring me the horizon status at this point. Correct. They have perfected that sound, the sound that they're famous for, right? Because that's a lot of the things that I saw. Like, well, it's not exactly what they used to be. They, they, they're you're not going to get any better than than what they had done previously. With, Honestly, with that sound. I, I was going to say they, they peaked with, in my opinion, with uh, all our gods have abandoned us, and mm-hmm. then they topped that technically. Correct. Yes, and. um you're not going to get any better than that. So they took a different route. Now, the only thing that I would like to note here is that the style of vocals, like you said, it is very clean. Sam makes that shit sound so easy because it is so easy for him to do that style of vocal. And um, that's, I, that's something that should not be held against him because, sure, he is not belting out crazy lines like he did on the, the last album because he did some tremendous vocal work on that last album, uh, especially with, like, Royal Beggars and stuff like that where it's just, like, he's fucking going going in. Allow the man to, to pull it back a little bit and to write a song that still still hits pretty heavy. There, there's some moments in there that are mosh pit, mosh pit inducing. So um, I'm a fan of it. And if it's a kind of like a step in a different direction, they're, I'm okay with that because they're not going to get any better with that sound than what they had done prior. So, um, yeah, I'm all for it. Definitely, definitely worth the check out. And uh, get, apparently they got an album coming out soon as well, which is just this, the end of this year is just ramping up, ramping up. Oh, intensity. yeah. I'm excited. You know, kind of my, I don't want to say beef, but my general consensus with bands like Architects and August Burns Red and I believe the metaphor I used last time was like, well, that jet is so high up in the air, mm-hmm. like at 10,000 feet, what's another thousand or 2000 mm-hmm. going to make Correct. For the people watching from below. Right. Correct. Yes. Uh, so I'm excited. Um, you know, seeing a lot of these bands we grew up with kind of coalesce into their new styles and uh, mature a little bit. I dig it. Yeah. Uh, well, I think um, the punk rock NBA did a, did a, um, 
like a review for it real quick and he he's like well it's a good song he's like but the thing about a plus student is that when they do a b people start to freak out right when they when they write a b paper people start to freak out a little bit he's like it's not like wage war who's like a c student who does a b you're like oh good job because it's not maybe not at expectation uh people freak out a little bit but it's the architects they're allowed to do whatever the fuck they want <laughs> you know what i mean so um yeah i'm not i'm not i'm not freaking out about it like i would have other bands changed their sound kind of drastically so cool. Spe- uh, speaking of which a... <laughs> yeah uh so did you listen to this one i did not okay fair enough um so i checked out and jammed to a band called hundredth and i have a little review for somewhere nowhere which is their latest release um Okay, so if you would have spoken to me five years ago when they pulled a full 180 on me, I would have told you I would never listen to 100th again. I'm so upset at them, blah, blah, blah. Right. One of the best kind of uh, melodic hardcore bands out there just went full, you know, shoegaze, black gaze on us. Um, but we've been speaking a lot about growth in regards to our own lives and kind of, you know, the musical scene. Let me tell you, um, this is nothing but a quality product. And I think it has a little bit of something for everyone. If you're looking for something mellowed out to kind of get naked to it, it's on there. If you have something <laughs> like beach cruising music, it's on there. If you're just looking for something to skate to, it's on there. Um, Hundredth has this way about producing and kind of writing music where, you know, I don't know their fucking process. So I can only speak on it from a limited point of view where everything works as an individual piece, but when things come together, it's just so goddamn tasty. Um, I dig it, man. And um, it's my second favorite 100th album, if we're being honest here. What? <laughs> yeah, no, it's really good, man. I, I feel like if you kind of take away the the biases and what they've been and kind of what you wish they were, I think it's a really fucking good album. It's like properly long. But there's quality in there. There's maybe like one song that I just don't vibe to, but literally everything else is a straight up fucking banger. I dig it quite a bit, man. Huh, so that leads my to my next question. What is what is your favorite hundredth album? Let go, hands down. Okay. okay. Uh, that that's easily one of my top ten albums too. So that's not like a like oh it's my favorite hundredth album. That's like one of my favorite albums, period. What was your opinion on Free then? Free was okay. Hmm. Okay. I think Free worked better as a collection of singles as opposed to a whole album. You know, it's funny because, like, if you really – because, like I said, I have not the craziest about 100th's change. But if you take Let Go, there's a little bit of that in here. You know what I mean? I didn't listen to all of it. But, like, as far as the melody, there's a little bit in there. Like, there's some similarities with that, you know? So it wasn't, like, a full, like, wholesale departure, especially when it comes to, like, the melody of it, you know? So yeah. I think that's kind of interesting. I, I guess you take your experiences and you learn lessons with you, right? So yeah. whoever they picked up that melodic hardcore rhythms, beats, breakdowns, blasts, and, you know, all that good stuff, some of that's going to carry over into what you write. Mm-hmm, for sure. And, um, you, you know, they kind of mentioned that, like, hey, we've been doing this for 10 years and we kind of want to do something different. I get it. I totally get it because, I mean, you know, on this podcast, we obviously do a shitload of album reviews, shitload of singles. For sure, yeah. Just left and right. And I found recently I'm not particularly jamming to hardcore music. I've kind of mellowed out. Obviously, I'm going to listen to the big stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, dude, I've just been kind of chilling. Mm-hmm. For sure. You know? And, like, I get it. Sometimes you got to, like, <laughs> forgive my pun, but sometimes you got to break free from, like, that circle, <laughs> right? 
and uh and you know you gotta you gotta revisit some other stuff for sure like i've been jamming a bunch of the dirty heads some hosier here and there right but Mm -hmm. like hardcore is always going to be in my heart of course it is yeah for sure but um i give this a very solid b plus okay um and a couple of things there are if you listen to this album and take this for what you want because uh, it's kind of, kind of a, like a double-edged blade. If you listen to this album at like 8 p.m., you might fall asleep. And for some people, <laughs> that's a good thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, But it's also not necessarily a bad thing. Double-edged sword kind of vibe. Um, solid production, solid effects all the way through. There's a lot of really cool shit on this album. And like I said, man, I feel like if you just take away those kind of biases that we've had from the two EPs, from Free, from fucking Let Go and all mm-hmm. that stuff, before i think i think you'll enjoy it yeah maybe i'll give it a look because i think i maybe started to get two songs into it i'm like yeah i'm just not feeling it and uh kind of turned it off but like i said there, i did notice a couple of things and that was the the carryover from the melody from like not even like uh like fr- like free era but like you know like let go where you could kind of tell there was a little bit of more melody in there than maybe some people would assume uh with with the genre so a yeah. quick little thing. Um, so I did like so I was re-listening to Let Go the other night, right? <laughs> um, what are your favorite like top five hundred songs? Just out of curiosity, <sighs> Weather Towns is number one. Uh, Break Free. Uh, hold on, I have to think because it's been a minute since I've jammed to some hundredth because of the change. <laughs> sure, totally understand. <laughs> like they're going through menopause or something. Um, <laughs> carry on. Uh, unravel and let's do inside out cool cool yeah because i was like dude i don't even because i i always have these like weird takes right like we talked about it with every time i die mm-hmm. i don't even think weather towns are the best song off let go really yeah fuck yeah what, what, what do you like carry on bro such a fucking war cry it goes so it goes not including the new stuff right so like mm-hmm. old hundredth stuff mm-hmm. carry on soul um we can take them all Weathered Town and then the Hurt cover. Oh, you like that? Like you like the Hurt cover? Oh, okay. it's really fucking good, man. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Interesting. But yeah, that, those are kind of my situations. But to kind of wrap this hundredth talk all up, um, they're a band that's been doing it, and they're in it. And you know me, man. That first Departure album, I can never get into. But when bands come back, like Trophy Eyes and stuff, it's usually the follow up to the Departure that I'm like, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is same fucking story, man. Uh, somewhere nowhere. Check it out. Okay, for sure, for sure. Moving along to the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the Fever War, or Fever War, Jesus, Fever 333. Uh, you skipped the one. Studio. Oh, Bloodbather. Yeah. <laughs> Whoopsie daisies. Yeah. Uh, so Bloodbather dropped their Silence EP, I believe. It's yes. Like 23 minutes, yep. maybe. Um, yeah, you want to talk about Dirt Nasty? Mm-hmm. Um, so he- here's what I kind of compared this to, right? Because I like doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, this EP is like oh man i hope i hope everybody here's over 18 this ep is the equivalent <laughs> of just going to pound town on your partner bro like unrelenting <laughs> force and enthusiasm at like some dirty little bars bathroom it never lets up it just never slows down and it does not let you catch your breath and you're just sweaty and gross after you know it's sweaty and gross and you have to brush your teeth afterwards <laughs> Oh, no. If you want to talk about new and upcoming acts that are killing it, 
it's hard to ignore Bloodbather and what they're doing. There's a lot of soul in this fucking album. EP. In this EP, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, man, because uh, I agree with you overall, but there is a, some similarities from track to track. I don't know if it was intentional, and I get kind of like the genre of music kind of lends itself to that, but um, I liked it. You know, I, I would put it pl- closer to like uh, B minus B territory. Uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. No, I'm not, I'm not cra- crazy crazy about it, but I did like it. There were some moments I'm just like, whoa! I had to like pause it. I'm like, Jesus Christ! Okay, let's get back into it. And I had to start it up again, you know. And you uh, the safe word. Yeah, man, because I kind of felt like, like you said, kind of violated by by the end of it. I'm like, that was just <laughs> that was just unnecessary. You know what I mean? Like that was just a violent piece of music, and, and it was fun, you know, in a fun kind of way. Um, I don't know if like they're gonna win any fucking like awards for writing or anything like that, but um, it is fun, fast paced, violent, and um, just kind of this visceral experience. So if that's what you're looking for, you know, Bloodblader got it in spades uh, with this new EP, and they have it basically in everything they've done so far. So keep an eye on them. Like Gabe said, I think they're easily one of those up and coming bands to keep keep track of. Keep track of one of my finds. Thank you very much. And um, yeah, let's get Bloodbather and Sanction on like a tour together. That'd not, be tight. Oh my goodness! I don't think back to back violence. I don't think there's enough human uh, human uh, you know perspiration to even handle that. Yeah, right. Ew. Talk about we're gonna stink up the bottom lounge real good. Ugh, it's ugh. gonna seep into the, the fucking woodwork, and the walls will ooze green slime. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so very very cool. Definitely check it out. Are you thinking? Are you agreeing? Probably in the B category. Yeah, I'd say like a solid B for me. Um, there's definitely room to work with, and that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. That means that could they can only go up. Yeah, there's definitely some room for growth there for sure. But yeah, very, 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 very good so far. Good stuff. Um, so Fever333 are back in the studio, and rightfully so with the kind of political climate of the world at the moment. Um, and they are doing new music. I believe they dropped a single yesterday. I believe the whole What's thing the, the whole thing is dropped, Gabe. Oh, okay. Did you listen to it? I, I, d- I did, yes. Okay, do your review. I'm so sorry. I'm, Our, I'm just... Yeah, it, it's out. I mean, keep in mind, like I said, we, we do this show every a, a couple weeks and every now and then, so like the subjects change. <laughs> it goes from a single to a whole album very quickly around here these days. That's nothing wrong with that. But um, So yeah, it's called Wrong Generation, um, and it's like eight songs, so it's more of like an EP, quote-unquote. Um, you could tell they made it kind of fast, and it's not like a stab at like the quality of it because it sounds excellent uh but more so along the lines of the length of each track uh i think the longest song they have in here is like two and a half minutes uh a lot of these songs are small and short i don't know um if like you said like they made it just kind of due to everything going on in the world um but you know, it, there's some good stuff in there um they have like a let live-esque song in there which makes me want to just just makes me want to cry that Let Live is gone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but it, it's cool. It's fast. It's intense. It's kind of what you're looking for if you're, you're if you're diving into a Freebird 333 album or whatever this is, EP. And uh, it, it's solid. Uh, not going to blow you away, though. Probably a C+. Um, but it, it's it's solid. It's just another solid entry into the, into the catalog. Cool. Um, I think we're all in agreement here that if we got a Gist and Butler project to come back, we all want it to be Let Live, Absolutely. which is fine and dandy. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, they never put out something god-awful. Yeah. Or rushed in like um, 
in like a weird cash grabby kind of way. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Because I, you know, it, when it comes down to fever, it's like it may not be my cup of tea 100 percent of the time at mm-hmm. the end of the day, but it's like you should still check it out. You know, they're important. Yeah, absolutely. They they got something to say. Um, like you said, it's not. I didn't say fast in the sense that, like you said, that they're trying to just get something out as soon as possible so people could eat it up. But more so along the lines, like they had to get it out in order for it to be relevant by the time it comes out. You know what I mean? Um, so nothing wrong with that. It's a good album. Uh, it's a good. Well, I guess whatever. Again, whatever it is, it's a good piece of music. And uh, Jason Butler has quality oozing out of his pores. So um, it's kind of yeah. It's kind of legend states that if he brushes up against you in like the pit. That you'll be in like a phenomenal metalcore band. Absolutely. So um, it's it's solid. It's solid. I just miss Let Live. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, I think we all do. <laughs> uh, when the Chariot comes back, actually, because they broke up the same year, didn't they? They did. They did. Ah ha ha. Oh lordy lord. Vanna, Vanna left us the same time too. So remember that. Vanna. <sighs> yeah, Vanna was gone. Well, no. Well, yeah, the Vanna Vanna announced their final tour the same day the Let Live broke up. Ah, because the chariot broke up in 2013. Oh, okay. So there's there's a gap there, obviously somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, 2023 ain't ready for us, Jake. Nope. 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 I'm telling you, man. Right? Give Jesus me Christ. Dunger, give me every time. Give me chariot, and uh, the world will not be scorched earth policy at that point. We'll just burn down just, the venues. Just, just burn because it down. there will be nothing left. Yeah. Just burn it down. I don't care if it's new. I don't care if it opened up yesterday. Burn it down. And when David De La Hose comes on, uh, oh, you will not recognize me. <laughs> Yeah, matter of fact, you'd be going by David Adelhos from there on out. I will don my grandfather's armor and ride a horse <laughs> into battle for my people, Jacob. <laughs> Talk about give me that mosh call. Where Evan Perks at? <laughs> Evan Perks. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, yeah, disappointed. I know you are. Yeah, um, so sick. <laughs> moving on to uh, spooky stuff. I guess uh, bring me the horizon. Interesting human. Uh, they're project whatever the fuck they want to call it now yeah i don't know what audio book called survival horror comes out uh in a little less than a week on the 30th of october 2020 uh-huh, uh-huh. um and they dropped another single teardrops on friday a little mm-hmm. bit on the lighter side still yes. has that big bring me the horizon production and mm-hmm. i feel like this would have easily been like a semp eternal or maybe even mm-hmm. um the uh that's the spirit like a b-side mm-hmm it's a comfortable in between, but dude, I've loved everything they've dropped from this thing so far. It's so good. Yeah, um, I noticed that they added Ludens to um, this e e whatever this like you said EP storybook chapter based. I don't know what the fuck this is because it's called post human, but this branch is called survival horror, which I love by the way. Um, but yeah, they added Ludens to it as well, which I don't think they should. Fine, which I don't think they should have though because Ludens was released like. Two years ago, it feels like now. It, is, it wasn't. It just feels like that. Um, and yeah, so far, like you said, um, we've had some good songs. Now, like you said, on the lighter side, um, not as violent or visceral, but um, to me, "Parasite Eve" is just the the sickest sickest song on there so far. But we've yeah, had same. we've had nothing but good songs so far, which gives me hope. Which I don't know if I should. I kind of feel like fucking Hawkeye and endgame don't give me hope you know what i mean i'm kind of that's where i'm at right now because sure. well, we got five days till the drop and i'm sure we'll both have our thoughts and opinions on it and if they're good or bad we'll find out for sure and uh i just think that's kind of interesting but yeah so definitely very very good and they're they're slowly winning me back over again uh it's kind of like the scene in rocky four where he's just getting his ass beaten up by a russian but america has to prevail even though they're british <laughs> anyways uh so are you rocky yeah 
Cool. For sure. Uh, bands with no bad albums. Okay, let's get the obvious ones out of the way. The sure. Devil Wears Prada. Mm-hmm. Every Time I Die. Mm-hmm. Architects. Mm-hmm. The Chariot. Yep. Alex is on Fire. Mm-hmm. Um, Vanna. Vanna. Mm-hmm. See, I feel like we're just going through our favorites at this point. <laughs> well, because I think <laughs> I think there's a reason for that. Uh, you know, because they're old and reliable, tried and true. Because like, even if like you can't say Slipknot, because Slipknot's had a bad album. Yeah, I fucking hate the Great Chapter. Yeah, I wasn't fond of it either. Well, the worst Slipknot album, period. And if you say it's Subliminal Verses, I will fight you. <laughs> I, I was, will fucking I, find I, you, and I will fight you. You know, because I think State of the Scene sets up like along the same lines like oh it's obviously the great chapter and somebody's like we are not your kind sucked i'm like where album were you listening to <laughs> that you think no, don't get me wrong I, I didn't love we are not your kind yeah, it was good, definitely though. better yeah definitely was, much better it was good you know is it is it fucking iowa no but it was it good for sure did it have some very very high points absolutely i don't hey, know man I don't as know. far as i'm concerned iowa isn't even iowa at the end of the day <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, it, but like even like some of my favorites, like Leaking Park, like they they have a bad album on there. They have a I think some might argue there was two on there, um, which I'll talk. Uh, about. No bad albums, Dance Gavin Dance, mm, and the crowd goes mild. Uh, Ooh, okay. Say, <laughs> so I feel like to contend in this sort of competition, you need to be a band for at least ten years. Yeah. Well, uh, Dillinger has no bad albums, and okay. Counterparts has no bad albums. True, true. I agree with those. Oh, well, let, me, let me let me slide through my my what's my calls real quick just to see if we can talk about An- it. Another mild take: Under Oath has no bad albums. Yeah, I agree with that. Because even like even Disambiguation was interesting. You know, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I killed the prom queen. Didn't have a bad album. Yep, I'll agree with that one hundred ten percent. Uh, uh, ABR does not have a bad album. August Prince Red does not have a bad album, uh, <laughs> and that's coming from me. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, let me think. Hold on, my ticket home doesn't have a bad album. Have they been together for ten years? Do they qualify? Uh, well, I think their first album was twenty twelve. So we're done. if anything, they're on the outskirts. Pretty close. Yeah, but I think if Pretty you, I think you hit once you hit over three albums, you know. Actually, no, they're ten years. Uh, the opportunity to be was two thousand ten. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. Good for them. Yeah, good for them. Uh, All American Rejects, no bad albums. Norma Jean. Norma Jean, no fucking bad albums. Um, Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, Rage Against the Machine. Red Hot Chili Peppers, doesn't have a bad album. Don't have a bad album. Uh, Enter Shikari, no bad albums. Ooh, that those ooh. the last couple of albums are kind of weird, though. I don't know. I don't want, okay. I wouldn't quite qualify them as bad, but definitely different. Definitely you know, different. I would say upon a burning body, but I'd be lying to everybody, yeah. including myself. Yeah, because that, that last one, it, that it, was the biggest disappointment of yeah, last year, for sure. Yeah, if that last album didn't drop, then we'd be having a different conversation. They'd definitely be on that list. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm kind of on the out, on the outs with the, that particular. Take it back, Sunday doesn't have a bad album. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the Wonder Years and Yellow Card, no bad albums. Thrice, no bad albums. Thrice, no bad albums. Easy. Mm-hmm. The used. Uh oh. Reservations. Which one? Hold on. Let me look. Let me look. Deftones. No bad albums. Deftones does not have a bad album. Well, I liked Heartwork, but I think people. I think I would not be for the used. I'm talking about. But I. I think I could see why people would dislike it. You know. 
Sure, sure. I feel like bands that make this list have to be like general consensus, no bad albums. Okay, fine. You know what I mean? Okay, I I can see that. Young Jeezy, no bad albums. Or just Jeezy now, excuse me. (laughs) Right, because he's not young no more. Uh, I I would say less than Jake has no bad albums. And now I'm not I'm not completely up to date with less than Jake. I haven't listened to less than Jake prob- seriously in probably about like 15 years. <laughs> so yeah, I mean totally fair. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I would have to put, I would have to, uh, uh, what's the word to deter to you on that one? Rise Against doesn't have a bad album. Oh yeah, I mean the Rise Against formula. How how long has it been since we've mentioned that? By the way, because that used to be like a staple. Uh, uh, yeah, right? the staple of the podcast for sure. Because we talked. I think there was probably like a year a year straight. And that's when we were doing the show weekly, <laughs> where, we, just be brought up. where we brought up Rise Against, just because they're so consistent and wonderful. Do they have anything new? Hold on. That is a good question. You know, thinking that we're all from Chicago here. Right. Um, they dropped Broken Dreams uh, the 16th of September this year. Broken Dreams? Broken Dreams Incorporated. So, yeah. Oh, but that's a soundtrack, though. Hold on. They've been together since 2004. Holy shit. Yeah, man. They're uh, just another counterculture. Just one of the, the all-time greats, in my opinion. There's no denying that to me. Pennywise has no bad albums. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. Um, Nine Inch Nails doesn't have a bad album either. It's hard to make a bad album when you got um one guy doing <laughs> doing everything. Yeah. Trent Reznor doing all the Audio work. Slave and Soundgarden. But Audio Slave only had like two albums though. Ah, uh, yeah, okay, that's fair. But that you're you're right. But I mean, yeah, like, okay, that, that's like by but, but here, but, wait, hold on, hold on. But, but but let's let's get serious then. Between those those three acts, Soundgarden because Chris Cornell. Audio Slave because Chris Cornell and Rage Against the Machine and Rage Against the Machine between those three large groups, not a bad album between them. No, absolutely not. Uh, speaking of which, what's your preference on Audio Slave versus Soundgarden? Ooh, because I'll take Audio Slave personally. Uh, Soundgarden might be one of my favorite bands ever. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's not a wrong answer to this. Yeah, but I think it just depends what you're looking for. Um, I would think. I think Soundgarden's a little bit more grimy. Yeah, more experimental, more kind of grungy. Yeah, well, closer to Nine Inch Nails than Audio Slave is for sure. For sure, but Audio Slave is just so beautiful. Like the music's just yeah, so man. fucking beautifully written. It makes me want to buy like a convertible Mustang and drive down. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Utah, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, um, I would say this or the Apocalypse, but they only have three albums. So yeah, that's that. Yeah, it's kind of hard to hard to count. Um, hold on, this is, there's got to be another band in here somewhere. Because I was going to say Escape the Fate, but they have a bad one or two. Um, man, I think, we, I think we've kind of... We covered the big ones, for yeah, sure. Th- I'm, I'm sure we can find something weird. Like, a Sycamore doesn't have a bad album, in my opinion. But I can totally understand why people think about um, the Angel, the last EP from last year. Mm-hmm. You know? But that's just, like, my opinion, man. D- can we count Chiodos in this? Because they're kind of how long were they active? Their first album came out in like 2005, bro. And then their last album was 2013, 14, 14. Yeah, why not? But they kind of like they dropped like five albums, Wait, right? On, or I, four? Hold on, let me look. Hold on, let me look. I'm sorry. I probably should. Are you good, bro? Okay, so 
their very very first album came out in 2003 which honestly i I don't think i'm even familiar with Uh, i count five albums one two three heartless all's well that ends well bone palace Oh man, we should do we, audio. we need to do a fucking uh, a full interview, a full blown career review for these guys because they yeah, they got some good shit in here. Uh, but yeah, man, I think they could be counted. But again, I haven't really heard the first the first one. So, uh, let live, no bad albums. Were they together long enough? <laughs> That's a question. Yeah, were they together long enough? Code Orange, let live is kind of short live. <laughs> um, has Code Orange been together long enough? They've been together for a while. Hold on. Because if you consider Code Orange Kids, which is like a separate. Uh, 2003 to 2016, Let Live counts. 13 okay. years and five albums. Okay. Yeah, that counts. Wow, really? God. It didn't, didn't feel that long. Uh, okay, so I guess we can exclude Code Orange from this just because I think 2014 was their first album. A Day to Remember doesn't have a bad album, even if I, I don't even like all of them. Uh, bad Vibrations was kind of garbage. Uh, okay, true, true, true. Hmm. I feel like because you said Deftones, right? That's for sure up there. Um, hmm. uh, Amorosa had a bad one. Uh, Stick to your guns. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. For sure, they're up there. Because when did they kick off? Two thousand seven. So yeah, thirteen years. Four years strong. Doesn't have a bad. Yeah, album. four years strong. Yeah, doesn't have a bad one. It's kind of hard to make a bad album when you're that good, you know? Yeah. As of 9 doesn't have a bad album either. Yeah, it's just a giant time gap. Right? <laughs> I, guess, I mean, yeah. No bad albums. Maybe <laughs> some bad deeds, but... Some, yeah, some some might say uh, fucking uh, criminal. <laughs> criminal deeds. <laughs> um, That's Ma- all I can think. Bring Benjamin. Go ahead. I haven't kept up with them, but I'll take your word for it. So sick. But yeah, I think that I think that 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 just that, about. that covers every like big one. The blood, fall of Troy, and the blood. Yep, there you go. Yeah, I think that I think that covers it. Yeah, man, we have our grounds covered. We we paid respects, our homages and stuff. Up and down the genre a little bit, you know, wasn't exactly in the same wheelhouse the whole time. Yeah, but okay. I, I think we did it for sure. For sure, excellent. But yeah, so next well next time we'll come up with the consecutive best consecutive right back to back albums. Or... Yep, best back to back releases. I'm thinking like three very good contenders, and I'm gonna say right now you can't do Bring Me the Horizons. There is a hell back to back with Sem Paternal because that is too easy. To <laughs> okay, and I think uh, just so I could get it on tape and I can remember it later, uh, we will be doing a Chiodos a career in review. I think Fuck right? yeah. next time we, we bring it back. Feels and, kind of overdue, TBH. Yeah, because I think I, th- I think when we did the March Madness thing, you and I are like, "Holy shit, Bone Pals Ballet is a fucking masterpiece." <laughs> and it's, it's pretty close to a ten, if not a ten. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, man, I think that's something that we will be doing uh, next time on the show. But I think that was episode one hundred and sixty-four. One sixty-four, and we will be back next time for episode one hundred and sixty-five. One six five. Thank you guys for joining us on the Second City Kids podcast. You guys know the deal. Uh, Twitter, Snapchat, Reddit, et cetera, et cetera. Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. And uh, well, actually, technically, we have the the automated uh, or the the recorded outro, so I didn't even have to do that. Good <laughs> see you guys. There you go. Yep. See you guys next time. And until then, deuces.
Thank you guys for joining us this week on the Second City Kids podcast. You can like us on iTunes, Google, anywhere else podcasts are found. Any comments, questions, or concerns, you can email us at secondcitykids at gmail.com. Until next week, folks, deuces. Deuces.